Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back. 403-974-8255. So the liberals backtracking a little bit on their small business tax changes. Uh, They won't be changing the lifetime capital gains rule. Uh, when it comes to income sprinkling, there will still be a need to demonstrate that, that family members receiving dividends are involved in the corporation. Uh, they're trying to sweeten the pot overall, or at least improve the optics of all of this, by going ahead with what they'd promised to do in the last election, which is to lower the small business tax rate and go down to 10% in January, down to 9% in 2019. So that will apply to all small businesses. These other changes uh, don't necessarily apply to all businesses. So are we any better off now with these with these changes, this tinkering, and now the lowering of the small business tax rate? Are we creating other issues in the meantime? Joining us uh, for some thoughts, some analysis, very pleased to welcome the program, uh, to Dr., uh, Dr. Jack Mintz, who is a president, president's fellow at the School of Public Policy, University of Calgary, one of this country's leading uh, tax policy experts. Uh, Dr. Mintz, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. I'm uh, happy to join us. Okay, so it sounds like there's more coming in terms of announcements this week, but are you surprised to see them making some changes here? Uh, Well, yes, I'm not uh, not too surprised. I mean, first of all, the... uh it's gotten quite a battering over their over their package, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you know there were some poorly thought out uh, grandfathering uh, issues where you know trying to make sure that it doesn't it's not retroactive applying to uh, things in the past. Uh, also, uh, you know there were some impacts on things like family succession for small business and farmers and and uh, et cetera. And uh, you know and so you know we we don't want to have a system that's going to encourage people to sell out to uh, foreign countries companies or to pension plans or, you know, to other, you know, other people uh, rather than their own kids simply because you pay too much tax or you pass on to your kids. So I, I'm not surprised they, they're they dealing with some of these issues. And uh, But again, uh, in my view, the whole thing is just uh, really all in the wrong direction anyway. So there, there, there's a couple issues here. So there's the, the changes they were looking at originally that they've tinkered with, and now they're, they're moving to lower the small business tax rate. And, and you've written a lot about this particular issue uh, and the problems we have when we have this big gap between the, the corporate tax rate and the small business tax rate. Uh, are, are they on the right path here? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit ironic that they made a big issue out of the fact that, uh, you know, the corporate rates have been dropping below the top personal rate, which, by the way, they increased themselves. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, their personal tax rates. And then, uh, and then on the other hand, they're bringing in a policy that's going to even further aggravate that problem. So, so uh, in my view, I think uh, what we need to do in Canada, would, which would be much better in the long run, is to go back to a single cor- or try to get to a single corporate income tax rate, uh, get rid of the small business deduction altogether, 
uh, we could have then one dividend tax rate. And that's the other thing. People haven't talked about this, but when you lower the small business rate, actually it's going to get clawed back by higher dividend tax rates uh, under a system of trying to integrate corporate and personal taxes where the uh, tax and dividends reflect how much corporate tax has been paid before the income is distributed. So actually uh, no one's talked about that, but the dividend tax rate will go up uh, with the, uh, you know, on uh, what are called ineligible dividends or dividends that you get uh, from uh, a company that is just paying the, you know, the small business rate. So, so I think that, uh, you know, we have to remember that some of these things are getting plowed back anyway. And in fact, we've done a, a calculation uh, which actually suggests that actually once you, even though you're getting, there's going to be a lower small business tax rate, uh, the higher dividend tax rate will partly blunt that uh, impact, uh, but also the new rules, particularly with respect to uh, converting, um, uh, preventing the conversion of dividends into capital gains, which are less heavily taxed, uh, will actually raise the uh, the effective tax rate overall because it's going to have a bigger penalty actually on a lot of companies. So, so uh, it's not necessarily going to be as as uh, as great as one's making it out to be uh, right. in terms of the small business rate. Which sort of suggests we're having this very complex system, very hard to explain. Uh, has, um, in my view, we have incentives that kind of encourage firms to be small rather than grow. And we need to rethink the kind of incentives that are available for small business and try to get out of the small business deduction and and this low rate on small businesses in order to actually just uh, take away the tax penalty on, on companies that try to grow. Right. And we, we want a pro-growth policy, right? Well, that's the whole thing. And, and that's been a big mistake on the part of the government. I mean, they, they've talked about this all in terms of fairness. But there's other objectives for tax policy, uh, such as growth and uh, and simplicity. And this package really fails on simplicity, and it also fails on growth, uh, in that we're not encouraging growth. And uh, uh, so I think uh, what we're now doing is just even making things worse than it was before, in my view, uh, in terms of what, uh, you know, what one might argue is a good tax structure. Interesting. But is there a fairness issue that needs to be addressed, even if they're going about it the wrong way? Well, I think there is a fairness issue, and there's different ways of doing it, uh, which could be simpler <laughs> if you really want to achieve it. Um, you know, for example, if uh, in the United States uh, they have a concept called Subchapter S Corporation, uh, which is a small business, uh, and basically if a company um, is formed on that basis, the income is just passed on to the individuals, just as you know, as personal income, the corporation doesn't pay tax. Uh, but the individuals do on, on all the income earned in the corporation, which is, by the way, more severe than what we have. Uh, but, um, uh, but of course, the U.S. has much lower personal tax rates, so uh, uh, they have an advantage in, uh, with respect to that. But, uh, but that actually is a very simple system, I mean, compared to what we're trying to do, which is, uh, which is a very complex structure. In the United Kingdom, actually, they've lowered the corporate income tax rate to 19%, which is lower than what we have today. It applies to both large and small businesses. There is no small business tax rate in the UK anymore, and uh, and in fact, it's a it's just a low corporate income tax rate. In fact, that's what I argue for Canada. We'd like to see us drop federal rate uh, down. In fact, I think we could through uh, some various changes to the system, where we could just drop the federal rate down to about 13 percent. That would apply to all corporations. And, uh, and then the provinces add on 10 uh, or maybe a smaller number if they want. And, uh, and you have actually a much cleaner system. 
and one which is going to be a lot simpler. And if we want to have some incentives for uh, small businesses, it would be much better to do things like investment tax credits uh, or or um, or accelerated depreciation, uh, and that uh, that firms can actually keep if they get larger, but it's only let's say up to let's say two hundred thousand dollars in investment. So for a small firm, it means a lot, but for a big firm, it means not very little. Mm-hmm. And so you know, there are things that one can do. The U.S. has a really interesting incentive, which is capital gains tax relief. Uh, if a company less than sixty million dollars in asset size uh, decides to do an initial public offering, and uh, that's kind of like an incentive to grow, not to get smaller. Well, and that's what we want. I know people like to romanticize the idea of small businesses, and, and it's true, right? I mean, people starting out, entrepreneurs, we need those risk takers. But, um, you know, this distinction between small businesses and big businesses is, I mean, is that is that helpful at all? No, I don't think it is helpful. And, in fact, uh, you know, the way uh, this package is, and we'll see what it's going to do in terms of, uh, you know, the taxation of retentions, uh, which is, or passive income, as it's called. Uh, it's, it's interesting wording. You call it passive income, like as if no one's using it. Right. But uh, when you call it reinvested earnings or, or, or retentions of a company, that sounds like more positive things. <laughs> but, you know, the, the new package is going to put a significant tax on uh, retained earnings on a corporation, and those are really important for growth. And so I think, you know, we'll have to see what the what the finance minister is going to do with that because we don't know yet. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll see more this week. Um, in the meantime, we'll leave it there. Jack, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate it. Okay, my pleasure. Thank All you. Right, take care. Bye-bye. Uh, that is uh, Dr. Jack Mintz, President's Fellow of the uh, School of Public Policy, University of Calgary. Uh, mentioned one of this country's leading tax policy experts. His advice has been sought out by governments before. Unfortunately, this time around, I guess the Liberals uh, lost his phone number. Or they'd rather hear from others. Because I think he's offering some smart advice. Right? I mean, this whole focus on income sprinkling, passive investment, these kind of things. But surely we can do better as a country when it comes to encouraging the growth of small businesses. And I get that this is going to impact some small businesses. But right, income sprinkling, that impacts people with a certain family situation. As tax policy experts have noted, then passive investments, well, that's not necessarily related to the success of the business. So where are actual incentives when it comes to growth? Fairness maybe is one objective of of tax policy, but as Jack Mintz says, there are other objectives. And certainly when it comes to this, one should be growth. So maybe there's a, a whole entire reset we need here, not just a little bit of tinkering. Our number here, 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. But I wonder if that would be tough sell politically, what Jack Mintz talks about, the idea of just having a business tax rate. Instead of having this wall that we have now, we've got a lower small business tax rate up into a point, and then you got this bigger rate that, that suddenly kicks in. We'll take a break here. We'll come back some time for your phone calls, your text, some other news to get to as well. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.